Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in, everybody, to the DMVR Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, as always, Andre Simone, joined by Justin Michael and Super Producer Kale here. Another wild week. We're actually doing this one different time of the week. We've been switching it up and kind of handling different topics. We want to get to some streaming options, as always, for you, as um, it's just a constant adjustment out here. Uh, in the fantasy world, now we've got uh, Nick Chubb going down, the latest news. So lots of adjustments, lots of bye weeks, lots of things to account for. And we enjoyed how the show went yesterday. How are you doing, fellas? How are your fantasy teams doing right now? I'm a little bitten by the injury bug right now, but I'm doing good. It's hard out there. It's hard. I'm hanging on by a thread. I desperately need Aaron Rodgers to play this weekend. I would uh, a cream hunt being able to come back would change my season, but I'm as of at, now, no. <laughs> I am at a special point um, where I am rely. I am surviving on a thread based on Chase Edmonds coming back and Nick Chubb staying out. As long as those two things line up, I have D. Ernest, my boy, D. Ernest. <laughs> can make up for that Chase Edmonds absence as soon as Nick Chubb comes back and takes away Dearness's touches. I need Chase back. So we are hanging on strong. Also, it's one of those leagues where I lead the league in points by a mile, but I'm six and three and like, you know, fifth or sixth best record just happens. Even though my points against aren't even that high, it just kind of 
Mm, sometimes it's fluky, on. man. Sometimes yeah. it's just like you happen to get hot at the right times or teams just the scoring ends up being like kind of wonky. But, you know, who did not make up the difference for me was Jordan Love, who was awful, absolutely awful. And having played him in fantasy, it's the reason I lost, which is unfortunate. But, you know, it is what it is, right? When you lose Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry in the same week, your odds of winning are not very high. And last week was one of those where I just, I stopped checking the score like 10 minutes into the 2 p.m. game because I was just like, oh, this is, this ain't happening. Yeah, I had one of those weekends as well where stuff just didn't go my way from the very beginning. And I was like, well, guess I'm losing. <laughs> yep, there's some comfort in that, though, just being able to accept, you know, it. the week before I came down to the Monday night game and I needed Khalil Herbert to get me six points. I just needed six points. Didn't even come close. I think he had a point. I'm trying to survive in this that same dynasty where I'm six and three, even though I'm the highest scoring team in the league. Um, with Lamar being on a bye last week and not playing well this week. In the last two weeks, a big part of that, it's an IDP league, and Josh Allen, Jacksonville Josh Allen, has had over 70 points combined. Absolutely Holy cow. absurd what that Crazy. young man is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, He's becoming a star. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Obviously the big storyline, um, in the NFL kind of skill position, offensive world is, um, OBJ going to the Rams is obviously a big deal. It's a huge move. I think in Denver, there's some comfort that it didn't, he didn't go to a team like the chiefs, for example, where he might've really made a difference and, uh, really made a, um, a massive contribution. He also didn't go to the Packers. Would have been a very intriguing option with all the madness that's going on in Green Bay right now. But he does go to the Rams. And the first question I have for you guys is what do we see this as being the impact on Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? Obviously, Cooper Cup um, has just been a phenom. Great story also came out that his dad is no longer allowed to just have him automatically in his fantasy league, he now will have to draft him like every other player. Um, you love to see that. But yeah, in that McVay offense, what do we see this? Uh, the ripple effects of it all. I'm not worried about Cooper Cup's production at all. Him and Stafford have chemistry out the wazoo and yeah. he's going to keep throwing the ball to Cooper Cup and he's an athletic freak. I'm not worried about Cooper Cup at all. Robert Woods production hasn't been that good this year anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're probably in a tough spot if you're starting him anyway. And I don't know. I don't think it's going to affect Robert Woods production any more than his production has been so up and down anyways. Uh, and I hate this for OBJ. If you're an OBJ owner, um, I mean, he's going into an offense where he's going to get the third most touches, maybe fourth, um, yeah. depending on how they're using tight ends and running backs down the stretch. I I don't know. It's like fun to like dream up like prime OBJ with Sean McVay as his play mm -hmm. caller and all that. But I just don't think OBJ is that good at this point in his career anymore. And we have a lot of evidence to show that. So I got a zag for you. It's going to help Robert Woods' production because it's going to draw attention from some of those defensive backs. I agree with you. I don't think OBJ, I don't think this makes the Rams anything more special, but he is a guy that can stretch the field at least when yeah. he's healthy. 
and the perception of him is that he's a guy that can make plays. If I'm a defense, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they're like, you want to know what? We're taking away Cooper Cup. We're taking away OBJ. If you beat us with Robert Woods and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby, then so be it. But I, it, it doesn't make me any more or less confident in the Rams' abilities. I, maybe even less confident just because I think he's a locker room cancer. But maybe he'll finally be happy now that he's in Los Angeles. Right, that does concern you. It certainly adds nice depth for a team that um, has really been destroyed at running back and is going to be severely uh, reliant, not just on the passing game, but on the vertical passing game. Um, and he does play into that. I think in some ways, obviously a different player, different points of their careers, but I think his impact fantasy-wise might not be too far off what we saw as Deshaun Jackson's fantasy value in the same offense um, where you're going to have a game where he has two touchdowns on two touches um, and goes off for 20 points. And then after that, it's kind of um, mom. I like what you guys both said about the impact on Cooper cup. And I like your, your counterintuitive zag there on Robert Woods. I do think in dynasties, and maybe this only impacts me, but um, a guy like Van Jefferson's value does get hurt. Um, Van, to his credit, has some real value in that offense specifically in how he can operate out the slot and what have you, which is such a key to them. So many tight sets, the slot, they like I mean, also, slots. Also, his, just his speed. I mean, they use him like you said, in the slot almost exclusively, but there's a lot of plays where they're not even planning on throwing the ball to him, but they just use his speed on the outside to keep people honest. Yep. You keep people honest. And And that just, that math isn't going to change. So they're going to keep using Van Jefferson in those situations. And I almost wonder if OBJ can be the field stretcher, like take attention away, similar to what Van is doing. So it's just going to take away some opportunities from, um, what I think is a kid who, if things fell the right way, is like sitting right there to explode fantasy wide wise. And now you've just delayed that fantasy breakout a little further from Van Jefferson. Yeah, I'd buy uh, I'd buy his stock in dynasty leagues for sure. I mean, if you're using him at all in a redraft or a keeper league this year, unfortunately, that's probably just a sunk cost. But in Dynasty, this is a good opportunity to buy low, I think, because I think Van Jefferson's going to be a really good receiver mm-hmm. in this league for a long time. I like that. That's another counterintuitive zag that I think we can all agree in. And I think the answer's kind of been put up there, but we might as well answer this directly. Should you trade OBJ now? Do you wait a week? There's a possibility he plays Monday night. Um, so even starts this week. Um, especially in keeper and dynasty formats, this might be a bit of a last chance saloon if you've held on this long. Consensus, Justin, get out while you still can. can. Yeah, get out while you can. If you can, like, I don't know who it like. If you're in a league with guys like us, they're probably not trading for OBJ. But if you're in a league with a bunch of casuals, try, go for it. (laughs) And that's one thing maybe you can't flip him before Monday night or whatever it is. Maybe he comes out, has like five mm-hmm. catches and everybody's going to mm-hmm. be like, Oh man, OBJ in the offense. Then you especially dump him. Cause again, cause I just, 
Cooper Cup, it's not going to affect his volume. It's not going to affect Higby's volume, I don't even think. I think it maybe helps, you know, Woods a little bit. We'll we'll see. But I just, I don't foresee OBJ ever being that 2016 Odell Beckham Jr. where, like, you know, he's a 1,700-yard, 100-plus catches. I mean, we just haven't seen it long enough. There's no reason to believe it. I'm not saying the guy's not talented. He's not exciting. But... I don't know, man. He's played in one playoff game ever. And I just, I don't really see him being that big of a factor. Yeah. <clears throat> the consistency just hasn't been there. And it, I mean, it, it's the NFL. This isn't um, another league. Adjusting mid season uh, is, is an uphill battle for sure. So um, all those factors. Yeah. I think there might be some excitement, a little bit of invigoration, even if you have to sell, 75 cents to the dollar of what his hypothetical value is currently try to get out and, and kind of peak this thing while you still can get something. Something's always better than nothing, which is what you're going to end up with at the end of the season. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, with OBJ, other conundrums you might have, um, anyone still holding on to Sam Darnold, I'd say get out. Obviously, it becomes a lot trickier in dynasty formats, certainly not in keeper or any other format like that. Um, You probably get out in dynasties as well. The only time you start to debate this is if we get into two quarterback super flex dynasty formats. Even like, have you seen enough to really be like, this is an investment that I'm desperate to hold on to. I, I'm not even sure he's going to be their starter next year. I know they're paying him 18 million bucks because they already guaranteed his fifth year option, but he effectively got benched. I mean, he's on IR. I get that, but it's awfully convenient. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) right. Um, And in dynasty formats, you're always looking for, well, could I see, much like OBJ, could I see even something in the offseason occur that gives his stock a little bit of a spike to where I feel like, oh, man, I should have held on until now because this was the point to sell. Hard to say. Hard to say because I think. Who's trading for an $18 million expiring contract? No one. I think next season he's kind of like in the backup quarterback market and kind of forgotten. And even in super flex leagues, all of a sudden he becomes droppable. Yeah. Um, So maybe now's the time to shop around a low end pick swap for anyone who might believe and um, just try to get out while you can. We're going to get into some streaming options in just a second. Just wrapping up, though, other scenarios like OBJ, like Darnold, of do you still hold on to Tyler Boyd's become a real issue um, in that since he offense that obviously has fallen off a little bit um, or even a lot of bit, but I think long term you probably are still invested in. He's just not doing it. And I think the theme, a lot of these guys were, were hitting on this topic, our wide receivers is there's just such depth at the position that when these guys hit fringe status, it's hard to justify rostering them unless you feel like, well, at some point the return's going to be massive. And for guys like Boyd, for guys like OBJ, when is that massive return going to come? 
I don't know. I would keep Tyler Boyd. He's still had several productive weeks this season. I don't know if I buy him in this Cincy offense. I don't know if he stays on this Cincy offense, but I think he's still a really, really talented player. Joe Burrow's kind of just not throwing him the ball right now. He's consistently getting open, and that's not really a Joe Burrow or a Tyler Boyd problem. It's just Joe Burrow obviously has better chemistry with the other plethora of receiving options on that team, especially with the emergence of that tight end room. So I I don't know. I would buy low if you can. Um, I don't know. I like him in Dynasty because I don't know if he's still on Cincy next year, and I still think he's a really good player. They need that O line to step it up again, <laughs> and unless they can run the ball consistently, I just I think it's going to hurt this. I think it's going to hurt all these Bengals receivers, right? Because yeah, what made them so lethal early on was those play action shots down the field to guys like Boyd and Jamar Chase, and they haven't had any of that for really the last month now. I I like his potential, but again, I think Dre know that we're, there's just there's so much competition at wide receiver and they've got good tight ends and Mixon can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's just, he feels like one of those guys where he's going to have a 20 point week at some time, but it's probably going to be a whole lot of four or five point weeks. They're also just a tough team to gauge. Cause yeah, it's play action. They also like to operate out of that um, empty set with mm-hmm. Burrow going five wide out of the gun, which is what he did so phenomenally at, LSU and you'd think a guy like Boyd who can kind of play inside outside he's got the size to to kind of justify wherever he's at is you know would really thrive in that kind of offense not so um they've really been much more McVay Zach Taylory take your shots on play action is just not factoring in that way so I get what Kale's saying. Maybe Dynasty is a buy low candidate, but uh, yeah, we're we're not holding on at this point. I don't think uh, for this season. I don't know. I just don't want to agree with you guys all the time. It would make for a really Ooh, we have to. Hundred <laughs> percent. I agree. And the last hold on to dilemma that we have is going to be Allen Robinson as uh, Justin Fields showing some life. He's had some good weeks. And yet the touches just aren't coming for Allen Robinson. It's been much more Mooney, right, than him. Um, you can see that chemistry that those two guys have kind of coming up together. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, him and Justin Fields just aren't on the same page. Even when that offense is cooking, he's not doing anything. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a problem with either of those guys. I just might be like a Baker OBJ thing where it just doesn't work. I That's like that. Thing. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I would, if you can get anything for him, obviously the Chicago offense is starting to flash a little bit. Maybe you can convince someone that, Hey, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but we're seeing, we're seeing some things pan out with fields. He's Allen Robinson's clearly the most talented wide receiver on that team. It just, oh, for sure hasn't played out i mean maybe you can convince someone on you know the fantasy of hey it could get going and you're able to kind of get something for it but i mean robinson's not even startable at this point it's been so inconsistent not even that it's been consistently bad yeah that's what i he's like i think he has one week where he's even in the top 30 wide receivers this year like he's straight up drop i mean he's droppable in most leagues (laughs) It's why we're having this exact debate. Um, 
Yeah, I think so. Um, this is a guy who'd been incredibly productive under Nagy, and it's just fallen off a cliff. And it's a great reminder that in the NFL, you're a stud producer. And as soon as that production falls off like 20% for a myriad of outside factors, you go from being a stud, like a, a locked in wide receiver one, to droppable like that in nine weeks. Um, it happens that quickly. So you just got to have your wits about it, about you and like adjust. I mean, Allen Robinson was a first round keeper in most leagues this year mm-hmm. without oh, hesitation. And now he's droppable. That's crazy. Yep. He just needs a change of scene. He's one of those dudes. If you could just get him in a new offense, I, I think, you know, down the line, he might be a viable option. And maybe, maybe you try and stash him in like a keeper league, just on the hope that he ends up on a different team next year and is in a better situation but i don't know i I don't know i just went down in my brain of teams that are going to have cap space to pay him next off season my head went to jacksonville and i just thought oh how funny would that be you know in a very cam newton-esque return to play with a good quarterback this time how funny that would be yeah i i wonder where he'll go i mean you never know I mean, that's the thing. There's not gonna have. There's not gonna be that many teams that have money because of how many teams pushed cap problems into the future because of last year's cap strap. There's not gonna be that many teams that have thirty plus million dollars in cap space, and you got to save money for your draft. There's not that maybe many. Maybe he options. takes a one year prove it deal with like a contender or something. You know, maybe he ends up signing a team right. friendly deal with someone like the Chiefs, and it's like the Chiefs. Hopefully, ah, I win, and hopefully, I flash where, yeah. enough to where I can earn a big deal here or somewhere else. Even though we don't know what's going on at quarterback, I would love to see him play under Sean Payton. Oh, I think that could be so fun with his skill set. That'd but, be great. Yeah. And a lot going on with Michael Thomas to figure that out. Um, yeah, who knows what? I mean, that he, it feels like he hasn't been healthy in half a decade. Yes, it does. <laughs> Seriously. Um, he's just kind of a, a hard buy low candidate, even in Dynasty and Keepers, because yeah. he's the name brand is going to force you to still pay a little bit of the sticker price. And honestly, like those high-end producers getting back to being high-end producers is as likely as a guy you're getting at a much lower price breaking out. Exactly. Like how do you feel Allen Robinson becoming an elite number one or Van Jefferson having a breakout year? Probably about the same likelihood on both players, right? You can probably get Van Jefferson for much cheaper. That's a good point. I think you nailed it on the head right there. It's not the worst hypothetical trade in a dynasty to throw out there right now. Um, what is not hypothetical if DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all the land, football fans like yourself listening to this fantasy football podcast, right now, new users can bet $1 on either team. Is any uh, NFL team, Justin? Any, Any NFL, NFL team to score. Absurd. That's all they got to do. They don't got to win. They don't got to cover oh, the spread. If they score, you score. I mean, DraftKings, they hook up new customers better than anybody on the market. Yeah, no kidding. That's oh, ridiculous. Um, yeah. And, you know, they've got the same game parlays. The, the user interface is amazing. The customer care is amazing. All the deals they have are incredible uh we're starting to dial into some college football stuff college hoops starting up now there's That's so much value you can mine in non-conference oh, play go out there exactly. take advantage san diego state they're an underdog tonight Look they will guy. they will win 
Look at this guy. He is dialed. We are dialed. I mean, um, Justin really is like the college hoops, like 100% expert at this company. You should listen to is. his picks on that. <laughs> A hundred percent. He's been killing it on the Mount West. We are also in the middle of a month where I think this is like day 23 of we've had football Monday through Sunday. It's I don't know if you guys incredible. knew this. Uh, so like <laughs> they they go together like ham and cheese, like peanut butter and jelly sports and DraftKings Sportsbook this fall. Amazing deals. Use that code dmvr and when you sign up they will match your first deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right fellas we got into some um kind of some name brand oldies but goodies time to to move on now though it's it's all about the streaming options. There you go. A little Netflix and chill for you on this DMVR fantasy. Um, I realize I'm doing that old guy thing where I'm misinterpreting <laughs> the use of Netflix and chill. So I, I like that better. I think Netflix and chill should actually mean sitting on the couch going through potential fantasy football options because that, that's more it's a more realistic scenario and what I mean, one of us would be doing i certainly do it way more often than what netflix and chill is yeah, supposed exactly. to mean <laughs> yeah. um, i'm a married man so you described what netflix and chill is and it's why old guys like me misinterpret it all the time because it's such such a low-hanging fruit um so let's get into these streaming options that's an amazing graphic and we start with the qbs really the you guys should know predominantly our streaming options will be at quarterback and defense because the flex options, it's going to be a, a little bit like that. Yeah. But we'll figure that out as well. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on some of those quarterback wise. We can rank these guys. Wentz, Teddy, Matty ice, who quietly is a Been really good the last month. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I would have played him instead of Jordan yeah. love last week. Oh yeah. I've, um, I've played Burrow over him a bunch and regretted it every single time. PJ Walker, starting with Carolina. I don't know. You know, everyone loves the unknown. Um, Mike Tim White. Jenkins ooh. would tell you to sign him. That's his boy. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, well, best best quarterback in XFL, XFL 2.0 history. Um, Mike White, who... <laughs> is a hero to me. If he can stay healthy, Mike White of the Jets is like the guy. And then uh Trevor Simeon. Uh a, a little a bit of a cult hero out here in Denver. So um lots of options and uh lots of intriguing matchups. Of course, Wentz a week ago you might have said, oh, I mean that's a great matchup against Jacksonville. Now after what Jacksonville did to <laughs> that pass rush looks legit. Two weeks in a row now. Yeah, Josh Allen is a is a monster, and I mean, they've got a lot of talent at, on that team. So yeah, and then Teddy, who probably won't be available in a lot of the leagues, we're all in because we're all with Broncos fans. Um, Matty Ice, hopefully, is on your bench. I could throw Trey Lance out. That's more of a long term play. Matty um, Ice is quietly like the last three weeks playing like some of the best football of his career. And I don't, 
I don't know. Maybe the Arthur Smith thing is very real. Well, this is perfect because I have a I have a question for you two. Do I go with Matt Ryan at Dallas or Teddy Bridgewater at home against Philly? Because that Dallas defense most of the year has been pretty good. Pretty it good, feels yeah. like they're in response mode. I have a hard time seeing them just getting beat down again. But Well, and you've got a Broncos offensive line uh, having a start Quinn Minerts. Um, going against a you know Philly interior that's Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, um, the rookie cat who I was hating on, whose name I've forgotten. Their defense, their interior lines played really well. Yeah, probably been the strength of their team this year, actually. A hundred percent. And yet, I probably side with Teddy because right now, so we're almost in a second season. We just think of we take five months to preview week one. We should take, we should try to take like an, just an ounce of time to preview week 10, because you, you have so many adjustments and everything. Yeah. These are completely different teams than the teams we thought going into the season. Broncos are quite healthy at their skill positions right now. Um, and against a team like the Eagles, who's going to play wide open and kind of get you in a bit of a more high scoring game. I think that might be where you want to go. I'm just not a Falcons boy. I, I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling that this weekend's game plan is going to be feed Javante, feed Javante, feed Javante. It should be. It should be, and I just worry that Teddy's going to throw, like if the game script goes to plan, Teddy's going to throw the ball like 12 times. So, I, I don't know, very Kirk Cousins-esque stat line in my opinion. Uh, so, But if they're play-action shots, if you're stretching the field, you could potentially get some big opportunities. For sure. No, I think you're right, though. That's, yeah, that's I'd go with the exact, same reason where I'm hesitant. I mean, it's the same reason I'm hesitant to go with Cortland Sutton in my lineup when I could go with Hunter Renfro against that's, the Chiefs. You know, like, Cortland Sutton's another. We should have talked about him in the uh, – do you hold on to Do you him? hold yeah. on to him because he's so inconsistent? Really frustrating fantasy player. He's my <sighs> flex guy, even, and he's been frustrating because, like, I have Justin Jefferson, thank goodness, and Stefan Diggs, who's another guy who's been really inconsistent. I coming into this year, I thought I was going to have the most stacked receiver class in the league with Diggs and Jefferson and Sutton. I'm, and you're like, all right, like, I my offense is going to be awesome. Now I lost Aaron Rodgers. I lost Derrick Henry. None of my receivers have been consistent. It's 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 been a year. Tough, tough. I traded. Uh, speaking of which, I traded Jonathan Taylor um, after he was really bad for the first couple weeks, and now I hate myself. So, well, nobody bashed call. Jonathan Taylor more than Dre and I. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel responsible for that, um, <laughs> and I should. So. Okay, you guys go Ryan over Teddy. I go Teddy ahead. Would you put Wentz ahead of either of them? Yeah, Wentz is my go-to streaming option this week, for sure. He's been actually pretty reliable fantasy-wise for like five weeks now. He's still available in a lot of leagues for some reason. Um, I'd go Wentz for sure. He's scoring like 20-plus fantasy points a week for a couple weeks now, so... Can I say, for some reason, it's public perception. Everyone and their mother saw that interception and think he's the trashiest quarterback ever. In all that is actually, it is kind of the football smart play. He was able to drive to drive them down to tie the game and force overtime after that. So, you know, if he just, if he just takes the safety, they never see the ball again. 
Um, and yeah, he's playing half decent in that Colts offense that has Frank Reich calling the plays and guys like Jonathan Taylor and, um, and Michael Pittman playing some really good football and breaking out. And that O-line's been one of the more reliable in the NFL for a minute. And, uh, you know, how many of these quarterbacks does it come down to? Oh, well, the O-line kind of sucks. That's going to be tough to justify. At least he's reliable there. Um, boy, that matchup against Jacksonville terrifies me. I just, That's what worries me. Yeah. I like Carson Strong. I just, I don't, based on what we've seen. And games in that division are especially weird. Like it wouldn't shock me if Indy came out and put 40 on the board and it wouldn't shock me if they scored six. Like it's, it's just so unpredictable. I I don't know. It's, it's not an experience that I would sign up for unless I had absolutely no other choice. Well, when you're streaming, you often do. Um, and as much as I love Mike white, I think you got to rely on those guys first. And then I'd go Mike white ahead of, pj uh, definitely ahead of pj it's the pj over simeon that i'm trying to mix in my head here give me simeon man yeah. why not even You're for the vibes alone yeah and i mean it it's really like you're betting on sean payton here you know um yeah. and it's against the titans defense versus uh you know PJ has to take on the cards. No, thank you. So, uh, okay. Mike White, Simeon, and then PJ. That's how we can stack them. Let's get into defenses. Shout out to our guy, Z Castro, who called Donovan Peoples-Jones being a top streaming option at the flex position. After OBJ, I'm surprised he's still available in a lot of leagues because I think that remains the case here, right? Um, and... Um, you know, Benjamin with the Chase Edmonds injury at the flex spots, a guy. And then it's something you've talked about before, Kale. But I think in a week like this, as things are kind of drying up, you could do worse than using a tight end and kind of throwing a flyer at a second tight end in your flex spot. Um, Just OJ hoping Howard, for a touchdown. Yeah. Totally. Um, Adam Troutman, even Fabian Morrow, a couple options on that end. How about my guy Pat Fryermuth turning into a legitimate startable tight end before our eyes? Full on breakout performance, just uh, making circus catches left and right. Amazing, amazing stuff. You love to see it. Um, Things he didn't flash in college. Like you, you knew Fryermuth had good hands, and you're like, yeah, he's going to be a solid tight end. But you don't see him out here making these like one handed grabs and stuff. He's like I mean, insanely athletic. I had no idea. He didn't run at the combine and all of us are like anticipating it's because it's, you know, like, oh, well, why would he run? He's not fast. He's exactly. actually a pretty good athlete. <laughs> anyway, Yeah. And really it gets into athleticism and how we quantify and identify it. Athleticism is not just speed. It's no, also it's being able point, to yeah. make midair. He was very good at hurdling guys. Um like really good. That's where you would see his athletics. He's really like a 501 40, but then he's hurdling and jumping guys, you know, like against Iowa or whatever. It's great to see. Let's get into these defenses though. Best streaming options that you can find out there um, on the wire. 
I kind of uh, threw out teams like Pittsburgh, New Orleans, KC, Minnesota yeah, football if the, team. If the Bucks are, um, if the Bucks defense, they're probably not on waivers. But if they are against Washington football team, that's a great matchup. Yes, um, I like the Pats defense this week against the Browns. Sands, Nick Chubb, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. love that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what other uh, what other defenses out there do I like. Uh, I think you're oh, going too mainstream on us, Arizona. Kale. Arizona. Yeah, I mean Arizona those are the top to defenses in the league. Like that's uh, those are owned, buddy. Those are owned. Okay. I think well, it's so like it's like if we did streaming options for quarterbacks and you started throwing out Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, we agree. Uh-huh. All right. Well, then Not, um, Mahomes doesn't apply this year. How about yeah. this for a sleeper pick? I like the Raiders defense this week because I think they're going to get turnovers against the Chiefs, which are a turnover machine right now. Now we're talking. Uh, that no, that's is a yeah. that's a streaming option, baby. <laughs> how how about the Jags who've been hot and um, but they're taking on the Colts. What do we do with them taking on the Colts? I don't think you're worried about the Colts going for 40 on him, right? And you yeah. can always get the potential of a, you know, as as well as Carson Wentz has played, he does occasionally do some weird things where he just kind of throws the football up a YOLO ball. It, it wouldn't some, shock me if he got stripped Ruskies. at some point or there's, yeah. you know, like a pick six or, or something like that. It's honestly a terrible week for streaming options because uh, I need yeah, you guys to help me great. actually. Cause do I go Denver versus Philly? Or Green Bay versus Seattle. Green Bay quietly has been a pretty good fantasy defense. Yeah, I'd go yeah, Green Bay. They They're a good fantasy defense, and the Seahawks are still without Russ. Yes, That's it. Russ yeah. is coming back. Here's the thing I will throw out. If available, New Orleans might be the sleeping giant streaming defenses this week. They are taking on the Titans, which scares you, but it sounds like Tannehill is dealing with an undisclosed illness right now. Oh, um, which could actually swing this in a major way. So if you're able to jump on the Saints, it's kind of the advantage of doing a last-minute Friday pod here. Um, that's probably your biggest streaming option right now. Flu season is coming up. Steve Gazio yep. said CSU football is dealing with some of that. So yeah, undisclosed illness, who knows what that means. But Yeah, exactly. We just know it's not COVID, which is all that matters. Yes, that I think is going to wrap it up for us, fellas. Um, thank you all for tuning in. We will be back next week for more streaming options and uh, much more. Best of luck to you all on your fantasy this week.